A battle rages under the jewel of Absalon's tail as Octavia's infiltration plan hits another obstacle. What is behind that steel door? Will the rest of the party pull their weight? And who's prepared for the end? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello, everyone, and welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. Me, my spouse, and a die is a family-friendly actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast, where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Mawir, a land that has been ravaged by a war with monsters for 15 years. I, I recently had a dream that I told Gwyneth, and she wanted me to recount it for all our, our bounty of listeners out there. Um, so that is that is what our pre-show talk is. That That's what it is today. If you're not interested, too bad. I think you will be. If you're still listening at this point, you will, you will enjoy this story. Yeah, so I remember very few dreams. It is a rare occurrence for me to wake up and retain any sort of dreams for any amount of time. Uh, usually we wake up and we're like, how'd you sleep? Good. How'd you sleep? Good. Have any weird dreams? And Gwyneth usually answers, yep. And I usually answer, I can't remember. <laughs> but on this occasion I did. And it was, I was filming a movie, <laughs> but it was an adaptation of a uh, one of the Star Wars original trilogy movies. I don't know why we were filming an adaptation of it. You might have heard of the original source. You, you might you might have heard you might have heard of the 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 basis. Um but it was being directed by one of the people who was in our college theater program. Uh Chris, I'm sure Chris doesn't listen to this, but <laughs> Chris, if you're out there, listening to us you were in my dream for some weird reason even though we haven't spoken in about six years probably longer than that mm, no i oh i guess oh yeah that's, i graduated about six years oh ago that's from true undergrad um so yeah i haven't haven't talked to this guy in about six years haven't seen him in about six years i know he's in the general area doing theatery things uh but that's that's about it Hadn't come up in conversation. Hadn't come up in conversation, you know? nothing. But anyway, he was directing this film. It was an adaptation of Return of the Jedi um, from the original Star Wars trilogy. And we were filming one of the opening scenes that takes place in Jabba's palace. But it wasn't a palace in this adaptation. You know, like how they take like, you know, let's take Romeo and Juliet and set it in, you know, New 1950s York. New York. Uh, we were They were setting Return of the Jedi in... This was in like an Italian restaurant <laughs> for some reason. I guess Jabba was like a mobster. I, I, I could kind of like I, I can see I it. Kinda you know, see it kind of works. Yeah. But I was playing the role of Bib Fortuna, who is the white skinned Twi'lek who sits at Jabba's you know, right hand and like translates stuff for him. I was, I was that character and I was in like a white flowy shirt like a uh, old romance novel or like a swashbuckler would have with the big like ruffles in the front and th that was it it was like a deep v and it was just that shirt i didn't have like a jacket on i think I, of course i had pants on it wasn't one of those dreams um but i 
I was wearing this weird ruffly shirt and I was reading through the script and I was debating with myself if I should try to do an Italian accent or not. <laughs> that was a very important part of the dream that I was running through lines in my regular accent and trying to do them in an Italian accent. I, it, it was weird. But the weirdest part of all was that I was Bib and the role of Jabba the Hutt, who was lounging behind me in like a circular bed was the one and only pancake our cat <laughs> for that is that is for real what happened in the dream it was weird she was just kind of like lying in this bed rolling around every now and then as cats do and that was it and i was her mouthpiece for some reason because this cat was a job of the hut italian gangster <laughs> It was a weird dream. I don't know where the source of any of it came from, but my brain was doing odd things that night. <laughs> all in all, it was pretty fun. It wasn't scary. It wasn't like I woke there. There have been, unfortunately, most of the dreams I remember are because like I wake up in the middle of them and I'm like, oh my gosh, did that actually happen? And then I realized shortly after like, no, that was a dream. But this one, this one was a fun one. It was just weird. I can totally it picture it too. Like, yeah. that's the hilarious thing. I had the script. I remember feeling the paper, reading it down, trying to do an Italian accent, and looking behind me at Pancake, like, rolling around in a white sheet on this circular bed, playing the role of Job of the Hut. <laughs> she would have won an Oscar. She would. It would have been um, a great performance, but it was, it was just a bizarre dream <laughs> that we thought you, our listeners, might appreciate or find some humor in. Yeah. I'm sure you all could kind of picture it, too, from what we've described of Pancake. Yes. If you haven't seen Pancake, I'm sure there are pictures of her on our Instagram somewhere. But there are. There are. So go go look at go look at that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it was it was weird. It was weird. The other the other thing I've been thinking about, I thought of it maybe last night, maybe this morning, but switching franchises, but re- remaining around the uh, subject of our pets. We have three pets, two cats, Pancake and Frying Pan and a dog, Pudge. And I was wondering which, if any of them, would be wizards and which of them are muggles. Oh. Oh. I think. Yeah, tell me what you think. Well, you tell me what you no, think. You, I'll tell you, you what you I think. Thought you thought you were... Came well, I wanted to ask you. I wanted, I wanted your Okay. I, I, think I, I think we'll land on the same thing, but let me know what you think. Okay. Sorry, this might take me a second. We go through the three of them. Pancake. Muggle or wizard? Muggle. Okay. Frying pan, muggle or wizard? Wizard. Pudge, muggle or wizard? He's a squib. Remind me what a squib is again. It's someone who is born to a magical family but doesn't have any magic. Aw. That's pretty close. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I thought Pancake and Pudge would be muggles and Frying Pan would be a wizard. Yeah. Pudge, uh, Frying Pan was like, well, duh, he's a wizard. Of course. That was immediately. And then I was like, there's something sad about Pudge. And that's why <laughs> that's why he's a squib. <laughs> I think that's what they're called. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> I knew we'd be on the same wavelength. Aww. I think Pancake is sitting next to Austin. Pancake is. She came up and she's like, hey, wait, <laughs> I would totally be a wizard. I mean, this cat is like Professor McGonagall as a cat, which she was a cat. So that kind of works. I don't know. I feel like she's not as fastidious as Professor McGonagall would be. 
She's a grand old dame, though. Yeah, she would be. I mean, she's Judy Dench if Judy Dench were a cat. Maybe. Meow. Ah, that's our that's our cat corner for this week. <laughs> always, always a good topic of conversation for us. Oh, I do just love. They never cease to amaze. Comparing, like, picking franchises and being like, which character would the pets be? Right. Well, then my follow up question for you is going to be, oh, no. what would in the universe wherein Pancake is Jabba, what are Pudge and and or who are Pudge and Franken? Well, let's let's restrict this to characters in Return of the Jedi because the whole Star Wars universe is just too many. Oh yeah, yeah. If Pancake is Jabba the Hutt, Pudge. Hmm. I was gonna say Pudge would probably be a minor like comic. Pudge might be an Ewok. I could see that. Pudge might be like Wicket the Ewok. Good intentioned, but kind of goofy and doesn't really do too much important and kind of <laughs> kind of screws up everything. I was thinking he might have been like a C-3PO-esque comic relief character, but C-3PO's... Helpful? Yes. <laughs> C-3PO actually has some base competence, even if he <laughs> complains the whole time. So I think I think Pudge would be Wicket the Ewok and Frying Pan. Hmm. I'm hmm. really curious to see who you pick for Frank Pan. Let's see. I don't. He wouldn't be any of the core. Like he wouldn't be a a Luke, a Han, or a Leia for sure. I don't think he'd be a Lando. Although he is a pretty good sidekick. Hmm. <laughs> he's not a. He's not the villain. He's not a Vader or Palpatine. He's too effervescent to be Boba Fett. Oh yeah. Who would? I mean, he could be the little. Uh, salacious crumb. Who is that again? It's the little like imp thing that hangs out on Java's tail and laughs at people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he could pull. He maybe, but he's not that malicious. This is a tough one, isn't it? Who would frying pan be? He could be like a. Could it be a Chewbacca? No. Could it be a Wedge Antilles? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe maybe he could be a Lando. I think Fry is Luke. You think Fry and Pan is Luke? Yeah. Not afraid of Jabba. And earnest up the wazoo and kind of annoying. Luke is far less annoying in Return of the Jedi, though. True. He's matured. He, you could you could make that argument. I think he's he's definitely annoying in Return of yeah. New Hope. Um, I guess I was I was mostly thinking of of I wasn't thinking of the sequels or prequels, but I guess I was thinking just OT. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Luke. Yeah, I, I could see right? that. I think he could be a Lando though. I don't know if he's like sophisticated. Has that charm that Lando has though? He's got a lot of charisma though. Well, so does Luke. True. Hmm. Luke has it like young charisma, like youthful, hopeful charisma. Youthful exuberance. And Lando, I feel like, is more kind of like suave charisma. Yeah. And then Frying Pan is not suave. That's true. But I like Pudge as Wicket. That's a tough... No, Frying Pan's R2-D2. Frying Pan's R2-D2. I thought... (laughs) I... That's that's what I'm going with. I can Luke mm. is Luke is also a fair assessment, but I think Frying Pan is an R two D two. I'm going with Luke, but I think R two D two is also a fair assessment for a lot Fry. of energy running all over the place. Can't really <laughs> understand him. It's kind of a pain in the butt sometimes. Mm-hmm. 
but always comes through for you. Mm-hmm. I think I That's think he's true. an R two D two. I am imagining just the like I can, obviously can't replicate it, but uh, when R two D two is just like running through the screaming. hall screaming, yeah. like the little sound that he makes, it's which is yeah. the cutest thing ever. I'm like, that's kind of frying pan. Yeah. As we lie in bed sometimes and hear upstairs. <laughs> yeah. I think if Pancake was not Jabba the Hutt, she could be a good Admiral Akbar. It's a trap. Actually, I could see if she weren't Jabba, she could be C-3PO and R2-T2. Because, I mean, that's just their relationship is very, (laughs) it's kind of similar. That's true. That's true. I mean, obviously not perfect, but just a slightly antagonistic friendship. I think, yeah, I think those are good answers. I don't know how I didn't think of R2-D2. Yeah. 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 All right. those are good answers, but uh, <laughs> we should probably play the game that we're supposed to be playing. Um, I think I think we have less than 10 episodes left. <gasps> I think. Oh, my gosh. I think. Okay. Why don't you do another little... Uh, That's what I'm going for. So... Hmm. I think. I think we'll be done by 160, but I don't know. We might not be. Again, I'm not going to try to rush it, but I don't see any point in dragging things out either. No. So I think I think the amount of stuff you have left to do is probably going to take about 10 episodes. So okay. We'll see. I wonder, I, I, with thinking of uh, fewer than 10 left, I wonder about long rests. Yeah. Because that's don't... actually a kind of long time to go without a long rest. Yeah. You can do it. You've done it before. Yeah. You got a lot of resources. Just got to be smart with them. Oh, oh dear. Mm-hmm. We'll see. You, you might you might be able to eco rest out of it, but you also might not. Yeah, I'm not going to count on it for sure. Because things are, you know, the 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 enemies are alerted to your presence. Yeah. So it's going to be hard to hide and figure stuff out and just like lay low for eight hours without anyone stumbling in on you yeah so i i think you that that probably likely was your final long rest okay so just keep that in mind that when you spend a spell slot you're probably not getting it back unless you find like well even even then unless you got like pearls of power spell storing rings which who knows I mean, that's true. They could just be lying around. But that was probably your last long rest. Okay. So we are in the middle of a fight right now. We left off, I'm assuming, at the top of a round. Or maybe after Carhoon's turn. I would think that we would have left off at the top of a round. I would think we did too. I just have an arrow written after Carhoon's turn and initiative that's pointing at your turn and initiative. But because I can't remember, we're just going to start it in another round. I've got the initiatives. I've got your hit points. Um, You had come down this cellar hallway and found two heavily armored orcs guarding a metal door with a little window, uh, a little barred window in it. They had... You, you had tried to sneak up, but someone had been a little bit noisy, so you burst into the room and attacked them. Some of your people are kind of hurt, but you managed to take one of the enemies down. However, the remaining one hasn't been touched that much. So, we will see how things shake out in this 
episode. Um, All right. It's Owlbear's turn. She is up first on her trusty steed, Chuck. All right. Sitting in this hallway, shooting a crossbow through the open door. Yeah, in between Bang. in between her and the armored orc is Octavia. Uh, and so, yeah, she's kind of in the back of the pack. But lucky for her, she has a crossbow out. So she is just going to fling another bolt at this armored orc. Okay. Uh, 24 to hit. That is a hit. Nine piercing damage. Okay. Very good. Bolt finds its way in between the plates of the armor, and it is that armored orc's turn. Oh, dear. Maybe it should have been Carhoon's turn. (laughs) (laughs) Well. It... Hmm. <laughs> it's got three targets right up against it. It has three swings it can make. It's right next to Carmina. It's right next to Malaris, I believe. And it's right next to Octavia. So it is going to basically take its sword and do a spin move and try to make one attack at each of you. So against... We're going to start with Malaris, work down to Octavia. Against Malaris, that is a natural one. That's a miss. That will miss. All right, Orange Crush. Bad start. You're in the box. Swing number two against Carmina. Natural 16. That is a hit. Mark Carmina off a hit on Carmina. does not look good. She's like, oh, I felt that one. And a swing at Octavia. Natural seven for a... 16. Moose. Swing, swing, swing. All right. That is its turn. It is going to stay there. And Doesn't want to incur three attacks of opportunity. Nope. It's just going <laughs> to buckle down and hope its AC can save it. It Carhoon. does have a really high AC. It does have a very good AC. All right. Carhoon is going to... Um, he, I think in... In the last round, it might have been his final swing that made the, the other orc crumple at his feet. So he is going to move over as I knock his pawn all about the board. And he is going to swing three times at this armored orc. Swing, swing, swing. I remember uh, I had forgotten that their AC is... I forget what exactly it is, but it, I remember it's really high. All right. Hit number one. Come on, baby. 26. Yep. 12 points of slashing damage. Okay. Swing number two. 16. Miss. Swing number three. Clangs against the plate. An eye roll. Two natural fives in a row. Clangs off the armor again. This oracle laughs in Carhoon's face. (laughs) It's trying to be, because we're all kind of cramped in here. He's being careful not to accidentally, like, hit Malaris or Carmina. It is. You're all kind of blocked up. Octavia, it is your turn. Okay. I am uh, aware that I am, you know, going to be potentially not resting um, again. So she's going to be very um, conscious of everything that she can do. And so if you could please make a constitution saving throw. That is a failure with a natty too. You are going to take some poison damage. How much? Seven points. Okay. From 2d12. 
Could be, could be worse. Could be a lot better. Could, could be worse. Y- that's true. All right. D- the margins for it being better are much larger than the margins for it yes. being worse. Do you stay there? Um, I think I will because I have a little bit of cover behind this doorway, right? You, not really. Oh, okay. Not anymore. No. Not against this guy. Okay. Um. Mm, yeah. Since I, since I don't really want to incur from him, so I'm going to stay. Put. Sounds good. Jasulka, followed by Malaris. Jasulka is from. He's in the very back of the of the party, of course, mm-hmm. the strongest individual in the very back. Um, but he is just going to let loose some magic missiles again and do eleven <laughs> points of force damage. You know, bypassing all of that, all of that nice armor. Yep. Doesn't do anything against Jasulka. Yep. Uh, Malaris. Malaris is going to is right swing to yep. with her scissor. 21 to hit. 21 is a hit. 15 slashing. All right. Good hit. Good hit. Good hit. Uh, Carmina and then Bulger and then back to the top. Carmina is going to disengage. Okay. And she is going to uh, step to... Um, the, there's a there's a corner that's furthest from the fight and she is going to kind of retreat there. She wants to keep fighting, but she knows that bad things would happen if she gets hit again. Okay. So she's going to move to this corner. All right, Carmina moves away. Bulger. Bulger is going to let loose a fire bolt. Fire bolt. Fire Let's bolt. see how it does. The 24? Yes. Uh, 17 fire damage. Very good. Very good. All right. Top of their hand, Albert. All right, Albert is again um, going to let a, uh, a bolt fly loose. Natural twenty. Nice. All so right. So double their damage. Yep. All right, eighteen piercing damage. Okay. I know that takes into account the bonus, but it's just easier to just double yeah. it. Yeah. It yeah, is. I feel like she sees that Carm- like Carmina had been really hurt, and you know, is it, it was forced to take a step away, and Albert is just, you know, filled with like oh, like out uh, uh, eagle eyes from that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this guy is gonna first bonus action, second wind, mm-hmm. regain some hit points, yeah. strengthens himself against the onslaught, and then is going to. Let's see. He's up against Octavia Malaris and Carhoon. He saw Carmina walk away. He's trying to think if he can get to a spot that would put him in less, not let him be surrounded. So, mm. so he is going to disengage also and reposition. So oh, at interesting. Least the people in the hallway don't get a free shot at him without moving. So he is just going to disengage and move into the corner opposite Carmina, raise his greatsword high, and hope that hope that he survives. I know a lot of people are going to be able to get into the room, but maybe, maybe not. Maybe they'll hang back, but he'll be ready to... At least now he's not going to be surrounded by like six people. He'll just be surrounded by three. So that's what he does. He moves, disengages, moves, turn. Oh, Uh, okay. Karun. 
So um, what's the rule, again, for shooting through your allies? There's an optional rule that you can give people cover, but okay. we haven't been playing that way. Okay. Carhoon uh, is just going to move up. Uh, it takes him just a couple strides to move over to the mm. orc, finding him in the corner that he had moved into. Yep. And he's going to swing three times and is like... <laughs> Low. Hope we have better luck than last Low turn. rolls. Low rolls. All right, come on. Miss, natural four. Uh, that'll be a hit with a nine, so that'll be a 20. 20. Yes, that is a hit. All right. Only 10 points of slashing. Okay. All right, come on. Roll number three. Miss, 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 miss. Chris. Miss. Success. Natty 19. Uh, all right, 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 all right. Well, let's pull something up here. Let's pull something indeed. We've gotten some new cards that I need to go through Ooh. and put into our sheet. Well, thank you for sending those in, everybody. They're so much fun. Mm-hmm. I have to remember which of these I've used because I have used some of them. Oh, okay, this is fun. This is from. Well, you you put the uh, you put the name in you put the crit name in your name spot, but I think I know who this is. I might know who this is, but I'm not gonna say because I don't want to sound dumb. But this is called Mission Bard Possible. Whoever you are, <laughs> you know what it is. Um. The tempo of the battle beats in time with the Mission Impossible tune. You feel a surge of courage and gain a 1d8 bardic inspiration. Ooh. So you get a d8 uh, bardic inspiration dice that you can add to an attack, saving throw, or ability check, I believe. Ooh, nice. So put... I'm going to... Have a d8. Ooh, he's giving me the, the orange crush The orange crush d8. D8. Awesome. So you can add that to whatever you'd like and you have what? Do. Was that your last swing? That was my last swing. All right, roll All me right. the damage then. Well, thank you for whoever sent that in. You can always, you know, send us an email and be like, that was mine, because I like this a lot. All right. Bum, bum. There we bum, go. That's bum, a little bum, bit better. Bum, bum, That'll be bum, 21 bum. points of slashing damage. Okay. Very good, very good, very good. All right. And it is Octavia's turn. All right, Octavia is going to move into the room as well. Okay. And move close to Carhoon and to Carmina, except she is going to stay out of immediate reach of the orc. If you could make another con save, please. Natural 18, that's a pass. That is a pass. All right, you were able to dodge out of the noxious fumes that she sends your way. Darn right. Okay. Next up, Jasulka Malaris. All right. Um, Jasulka is also going to kind of just go up to the doorway and peek his head through. He will have to enter the room. Oh, okay. So he will... It doesn't have his speed listed here. They're all 30. They're all 30. So he is going to, he's going to, he's actually able to go all the way in to the room to the opposite corner. So it's a square room right now. We have Carmina in one corner, Jasulka in another, and this armored orc in the third. And Jasulka is going to let loose a magic missile for 11 points of damage. Okay. 
Very good. Uh, Malaris and then Carmina. Malaris is going to take a step forward um, and just swing her scissor hand at this orc. Skeezer, skeezer. Hoping to make some contact. That'll do for a 22. Mm-hmm. That is 15 points of slashing damage. Okay. Carmina. All right, Carmina is... Um, she's not looking so hot, so she's just going to kind of stay there and be like, you guys got this. <laughs> okay. Uh, then Bulger. All right, Bulger is also going to move into the room, and he is going to... Let's see. He is just going to... He's going to step into the other corner. <laughs> okay. So we're going to have Bulger in one corner... Jasulka, Carmina, and the Armored Orc in the other three, and he is going to try to throw a fire bolt across the room. Okay. He has a direct line of sight to this guy. Mm-hmm. 19 to hit. That is uh, barely a hit, Ooh. but it is a hit. 17 points of fire damage. And the Orc is dead. Ooh, nice! Probably should have just taken that last round of attacks instead of moving, but I was hoping I could survive one more round mm-hmm. nice so the body clangs to the floor and you find yourself in this room a silence falls and after a few beats of you all <gasps> catching your breath after those several long moments of uh, intense exertion Uh, Things begin to calm down a bit. But you, probably you mostly, hear something uh, coming from behind the metal door that sounds like... It sounds like some sort of wheezing, like... Kind of noise. Okay. Um, is this a solid metal door with that, like, one of those little barred yep. window things? Yep. Um, all right. She's going to creep over and look through those bars. Okay. You peek through and you see a kind of short hallway, but it's very dim. There's no l- light itself in there. Any light is coming from this room through that little bar thing, and you see. On either side of that hallway, rows of, uh, like, cages or cells. Mm. Are the um, cells, like, set into the wall, and so she can't see if any are occupied or how many are occupied? Um, You can't see if if there are any occupants. You cannot see them. Okay. Because it's dark or because of just angles? A little bit of both. Okay. Um, She's going to turn to Carhoon and be like, there's, there's, I think, something in there. So that's like a, a, a cell block. Um, I mean, <clears throat> maybe if Car- if Craig had something locked up or someone locked up, maybe they'd kind of be on our side? Maybe. I would think if, I mean, maybe it's, I don't know. I don't know why he would keep a, a you know, a, a dissident alive who was, you know, within his own ranks, so it's obviously something or someone who he thought could be useful. Um, Potentially. Do we see um, any keys on the two orcs that have fallen? Yeah. Okay. 
So she is going to... Um, There's a key ring on one of their belts. Jingly jangly. Rummage around, grab that key ring. Is there anything else interesting on the orcs? Do they have anything? They're both wearing full sets of plate. Okay. Which is nice. Um, and they have great swords. But aside from that, not, nothing too much interesting. Okay. I'll, I'll look at Carhoon and be like, you want, you want full plate? It takes a while to get into. I mean, what, like five minutes? Might take longer than Might that. Might take longer than that. What's the the base AC? 18. 18 plus dex? Just 18. Heavy armors don't get plus dex. Oh. Just really? F- yeah. How long have you been playing this game? I don't play with full plate all that. Heavy armor is just a base number. Oh, okay. So you get I, 18. You can bump it up flat. to 20 with a shield, but it's a oh, flat Oh, that's, that's where I was... The, the shield, because it wasn't the orc attacking with the shield at first. No, I said they had shields, but that was my misspeaking. They don't. They never uh, did, and and don't have shields. Okay, that was sorry. That was why. There he was, was eighteen the whole time. Uh, misunderstanding. All right. Anyway, um, Octavia will go to the iron door, mm-hmm. and will try the handle. Okay. I mean, it doesn't open. Okay. She will try. She will rummage through the key ring and see if any of them fit it takes a few tries but you find one that clicks in and the door swings open okay she is going to find just like a a little piece of rubble on the ground and cast light on it and toss it down the hall okay you toss it down the hall and you hear um as it lands and illuminates the room you hear like a, a a groaning like sorry and i like i turn down the (laughs) make it like less bright (laughs) it's one of those fancy phillips light bulbs it's a dimmer switch exactly thank you i was saying turn down the volume and i'm like that's not light gwyneth that's okay all right um she from the doorway is going to be like um who who are you who's in there You just hear another like <laughs> groan. Okay. Um, Octavia will look at Carhoon and be like, "Do you mind going first? He looks at you. I look back at him. Hi. I can. Okay, I can go first. He squints at you and he's like, "Fine." No, I'll no, I'll go first. No, it's fine. I'll go it's first. Fine, no, fine. no, just you don't want to go. No, nope. throw Karun into danger nope, every time. I will go first. I'll I'm not the one with first. three dragons on my person. I will go first. I've just got a big axe. I only have two. All right, I well, am going oh, to right. uh, go start moving slowly down the hallway. Okay, towards the cells. Yep. You move towards them, and uh, it looks like there's three on each side of the room, and nothing is in the first set. You creep a little further, nothing is in the second set. And as you come to the final set, you look, and there is an occupant in each side of the hall. They are... They have their their faces turned away, their eyes squinting from the intense light. You just bathe them in um, shackles on their wrists and their feet um, lying p- 
pitifully in these cells. You see two individuals. One of them looks like a uh, wafy dwarven man, and on oh. the other side, it looks like a an elven woman. Okay. Um. Let's see. Ugh. Octavia like immediately reaches down to the key ring, but then is like, wait. And she remembers the last time that she was tricked by seeming innocence in a jail cell. And she's like... Yeah, that was fun. Uh, um, uh, she's like, can either of you speak? Are they just so... The One of them seems to be... Uh, groaning and it's the uh, the dwarf who kind of slowly turns his face more towards the light but it seems to be uh, painful for for right now and he opens his mouth again he's help can I do an insight check on that help sure (laughs) Uh, 23. Okay. Uh, seems like an earnest cry for help. He looks bad. Great. Gaunt. Pale. Malnourished. Okay. Can I... Are these, like, um, uh, doors that are just made up of bars that are basically see-through, or are they also solid doors with just, like, a little window? Uh, they're, they're bars. They're big bars. Okay. Can she reach in? Sure. Can she touch him? Um. Or is he too far away? As you start to reach in, he kind of weakly scoots a little bit closer. Okay. I'm gonna cast Cure Wounds on him, and he's going to get... Seven points of healing back. Okay. A little bit of life seeps into his aching limbs. Okay. And then she'll be like, who are you? What are you doing down here? He sits up a little bit more strongly. Not super strong. Only seven hit points worth (laughs) of, of strength. But not dead. But not dead. And looks at you and crawls up. To the, to the bars and puts his shackled hands on them and says, water, please. I mean, water, please. Um, do we have, I mean, I assume with you some all, of our rash, um, yeah, so we'll, we'll give him some water, but I'm not unshackling him yet. Okay. He takes it through the bars and just like pours it down his throat. <laughs> Spits it up a little bit, coughs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then takes a few seconds and breathes heavily. And that passes it back. Thank you. Oh, it has been many days. Uh, uh, I mean, who, uh, who who are you and how did they get you? I mean, how are you here? I've been here a long time. He just kind of stares at the wall. His eyes mm. going through it. What's your thousand name? yard stare? What's your name? Shakes his head, snaps out of it, turns back to you. Forgive me. I have not had 
many conversations in many years. My name... What is my name? He thinks for a minute. I haven't used my name in a long time. But at one time I was known as Isaac. With a Z and an E-K, not an A-A-C. Just so you know. I appreciate it. Yes. Helpful for my notes. And I, at one point, I was the emperor of this city. Uh, holy cow! Okay, can I? I am going to. I am going to do an insight check okay. to see if again uh, she was burned once. Twenty-seven. Seems like he's telling the truth. Okay. And hearing that, she will... Okay, she'll be like, oh, hot dang. Um, and she'll be like, Carmina, uh, could you come here? She toddles up. Dunk, 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 dunk. Carmina, you... Wiping blood off her face. You might, you might know this man, this dwarf. I do believe he's Emperor Isaac. She, uh... Looks him over. And then her eyes get a little bit wider and she's like, it took me a minute to recognize you don't look anything like... How long have you been here? And uh, he just kind of shakes his head. I, I don't know. Many, many years. How long has, has it been? Have you been here since since the... The cat since Grundikov was taken. Duh. You've been here for fifteen years. Oof. It's a long time. A do long you time. know why they were sorry for my bluntness, but do you know why they were keeping you alive? <laughs> Perhaps pride. For a while they wanted any information I had. I held out as long as I could, but no one can hold out for 15 years. No, it's understandable. You did what you could. I... They... They interrogated me for many... Uh, time loses all meaning when you're trapped in the dark. It may have been weeks, perhaps I only held out for days, perhaps it was months, who knows. But when... I had given them everything they needed. They left me here to rot, feeding me only enough to keep me alive. Perhaps they got some sick satisfaction over seeing me in reduced to this state. Do you know who the who the elf is? We haven't spoken I've lacked this strength until this point and she's been in it looks like almost worse condition than I have okay we're gonna we're gonna take care of her and make sure she um, is brought back from the brink too of course um Carmina if you wouldn't mind finding the keys that uh, could unlock the emperor. She takes the key ring and starts rifling through. Um, and then Octavia's going to move across the hallway mm -hmm. um, to the elf. 
Mm-hmm. And she seems barely conscious. Okay, so she doesn't even like stir when she comes by. She seemed to have enough energy to turn her face away from the blinding light, and then that was that was basically okay. it. Okay. Literally just talked about <laughs> spell slot management like two seconds ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... You got any pots left? It's all about the resources. I do. But I don't know if I want to use all of that healing on them. Sure. Um, These are the decisions you must make. I know, and I'm very, very good at that. Well, regardless, you know that you would have to open the cell and get in there. Right. Because she cannot move. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, um, once uh, Carmina finds the, the keys that let the emperor um, let the emperor loose and seeing that uh, the elf isn't able to kind of like scuttle closer to her, Octavia will be like, when you're done with those, I'll, I'll see what I can do over here. Yeah, she, she opens it after a couple moments and hands them over. Perfect. All right, um, Octavia will walk in and... Okay. So there are, what, 10 rounds in a minute? Yes. Okay. What Octavia is going to do is cast Aura of Vitality. We're actually all kind of hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's going to cast Aura of Vitality and basically you, with one spell slot, be able to heal with one much higher spell slot, able to heal all of us a little bit. Everybody. Okay. So you get that, what, 10 times then? Get that 10 times. Okay. So one blast of that will be enough to get the elf on her, at least conscious. Okay. How, do you want want me to roll it all or? You can, sure. All right. It'll be 2d6. So better than a healing word. All right. For... Seven points of healing. Okay. She stirs. Why don't you distribute the rest of those before we move on? Sounds good. All right. For, let's see, I have Call nine Call one left. charge will restore a hit. A hit. Her. That's kind of what I was, was thinking. All right. So, all right. I'm going to get my entire extended party up to full. Okay. And then I am going to use uh, two on Carhoon and one on myself. Okay. So for Carhoon, he gets 10 back. Not too bad. Okay. And you get a, an extra bit from the staff to distribute into one of these. Oh, right. Only into one, though. Mm-hmm. Right. I will do that to the one for myself. How selfish. Yeah, I only left one for myself. So, all right. There we go. We all feel a little bit better. Cool. And then I will go over to to the elf and kind of um, I actually wouldn't have had to have opened right. open the, the, the door. So she'll kind of similarly be like, hey, can you can you hear me? Do you know what your name is? Uh, so after you zonk that out, um, she stirs and turns her head kind of flops down. So it's hanging straight in front of her. And then she uh, shakes herself awake and looks up at you. And you recognize this is a person you've seen before. Oh. And this is the Queen of Illustria. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, oh, goodness gracious. Um, uh, oh, Your Majesty, can you, can you speak at all? 
falteringly. Uh, do you remember who you are? I do. My body is broken, but my mind, it still carries on. Do you remember meeting me? Yeah, I... Yeah, yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I know who you are. My eyes are still adjusting, but... Uh, Oh, right. Sorry about that. She'll dispel it's, the light spell and, and it, cast it again in a nice warm glow. That is like... Thank you. Pre- re- make it red. It's yes, a bit easier on the eyes. Thank light, you. like okay. uh, a very dim red. They, they, don't, they don't really turn the lights on in here. I haven't seen the light in weeks, except for that little patch coming through. Uh, she's going to also cast uh, Insight, just... Uh, not cast, sorry. Uh, uh, roll. Cast Insight. Cast Insight. Roll Insight, just mm-hmm. to make sure, again, overly cautious. Sure. 14. It's definitely a tentacle monster in disguise. <laughs> now, you're, you're not sure on this okay. one. I mean, you you have no reason to believe one way or the other. Okay. But um, you're not detecting any lies. Uh, I, I hate to be so ghoulish, your majesty, but do you know why they kept you alive? I don't. Um, I, perhaps they were saving me for something. Perhaps they just wanted to watch me suffer. I don't know. Did they ask you for any information or anything like that? At first, but it turns out they didn't want all that much from me. They already had my city. Mm -hmm. They inquired about certain magics and and whatnot but there wasn't it seemed any anything they came down here for was more for a sport than for intelligence well we um we can do what we can to you know help you guys i'd love to get both of you out of here but unfortunately um in your state i'm not sure which direction would be would be best i yes Tell me, why? I can only assume you've come here to end things. That's the plan. As much as I'd like to be out of this hole, this may be the safest place for me until you are finished with your mission. And if you failed and we're all doomed anyway aren't we so well not necessarily that's there might be i'm not sure well let's let's not think quite like that now i think the time for optimism went out the window about 10 years ago well I think a lot has changed in the past ten years. I know the state of things before I was brought here. I know that there isn't much left. And whatever is left is probably outside of the gates right now. If you're up here. So it seems like this is the last stand. It, it is. To a point, yeah. Then yes, I think I will remain here at least it should provide me some protection and hopefully if you are successful we'll be found 
Do you have any... Um, do you have any intelligence of, of... From what you've seen from your being here? I have not been here long. I mean, long enough, of course. But I honestly don't know how long it's been. Um, but it... I, I don't know much. Um, I know that... Crag was here recently to taunt us. He told us the war would be over soon. And of course, we knew what he meant. Mm-hmm. But that's that's all I can tell you. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks. And here, let me, even if you want to stay here, let me I at least. I don't want to stay, but I don't well, really have a choice. I think we just slow you down. Right, but you wouldn't necessarily have to stay, like, here, here. What What other options are there? Well, I mean, you could stay in a different room here in the cellar type of thing, is what I'm meaning. At least you're not in a literal prison cell. Well, if someone were to come down and find us, they'd either... Well, it would be... If we're lucky, they would kill us. Let's just put it that way. No, I think these cells, unless you can whisk us away off this mountaintop, then... Okay. Um, can you whisk us away off this mountaintop? No. Um, Sulka pops his head in. I could, but I wouldn't be able to return, so I think I just... um, <laughs> You'll have to wait. <laughs> I like how Jasulka's like almost a little bit of comic relief, like kind of, yeah, even though bit. he's like a all-powerful white dragon. Yeah. Like, oh, Jasulka. All right. Um, she'll at least, do you want me to at least unbind you? And you can at least play at being uh, over overcome if someone comes by? That, sure, yes. That would be a, a fair compromise. Okay. So yeah, she'll she'll like un. Is it the same key to unlock both cells? Oh uh, no, they're different keys. Okay, could they like reach through and unlock it themselves? If they weren't shackled. If they weren't shackled. So basically, what she'll do is she'll like give each of the, she will unshackle everybody. Okay. Do they pop out and start attacking us? Yes. No, Are they, they don't. <laughs> faceless talkers? No. Okay. Um. She, so she'll basically she'll give each of them the key to their own cellar. To their own cell so that they can, like, lock themselves in there if they want to be safe. And if someone comes by and, like, rattles the door, y- y- you know, they mm-hmm. seem locked up. But then they can let themselves out as well. Yes. So, if they want. Yep. All right. Um, Is there a key to the, the main door on the inside of this door? Is there a, a, a key to the door that's going into the hallway of the of the cells? Mm-hmm. Is there a, a keyhole on both sides of the door or just to go into the hall? I thought it probably just locks from the outside okay. so that if someone were to escape, they couldn't like jimmy it. That's, that makes sense. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, goodness gracious. Um, Emperor Isaac, do you have... I know it's been a really long time for you. Indeed. Um, do you have any... Um, I don't know, secret passages or anything that you think that would be, um, you know, helpful to us. We're trying to get to the hub. The hub. Oh, that is good. That is likely where 
the, that is likely where Craig is leading the armies from. To have any no secret passages, no. Um, we we don't. Okay. At least I don't, and I know just about everything there is to know about this palace. Um, we have secret pa- passageways between bedrooms and between you know, the study and the conservatory, <laughs> but the access from here to there has directly been uh, a single passage. Okay. There were other contingencies in place were I to need a hasty escape, which well, they didn't really help me in the end, but the captain goes down with his ship, yes. Do you know of any other um, like internal and uh, uh, like safety, like magical forces that we could maybe awaken, or is there any kind of um, defenses like that that we could maybe trigger? Any defenses that this palace once held have been defeated or activated or done away with when this place was sacked apparently 15 years ago. But if you are trying to get to the hub front needle you will have to the, the, uh, the controls for the needle are twofold. There is the door to get in and then there's the actual mechanism of the lift itself both of which are controlled from a secure room adjacent to the throne room that is on the second floor of the palace now if that isn't an option perhaps it might be possible to simply destroy the the door and break your way in and somehow affect the mechanism. I do not know what sort of uh, maintenance or upkeep Craig has been doing these many years, but I doubt it is much. And these environments are not the most forgiving to mechanical marvels such as we have created. Okay. So am I do you, so from your understanding is the the palace itself isn't thoroughly occupied it seems like most things are going on in the hub well it in my years here i have observed a few things when craig is on the warpath it seems that most of his machinations don't take place in the palace This is a secure location for him to reside, but when active military engagements seem to be happening, because he, as I've said, I think it's a point of pride for them to keep me alive. He's come up over the years to brag about various exploits when the elf was brought here bragged about the conquest of Illustria. So, anything he's doing is probably not from the palace itself. But if you are assaulting this keep as 
as it seems you are, here's likely directing defenses from the hub. Okay. And we have a pretty good, we have that good layout of the hub from Carmina and everything, right? Yeah, you generally know, okay. you know how to get there. And once you're there, it's it's a bit more complicated, but you should be able to figure it out. Okay. And but and but, uh, Carmina had a kind of an idea of where she thought we would be able to let the army out in the hub, right? Yeah, there's some there's some places near the staircase that goes down to the city floor that you can kind of muster muster everybody. and shoe down the, okay. the stairwell <laughs> I, do, I love the i love this mental image like go on go, go on. on get going um, get going those hobos come on come on <laughs> go on down those stairs mm-hmm. um i just like the idea of them not like going down the stairs just like tumbling down and them being fine just just like a, a like a lost sledding using one of them to <laughs> just woo. <laughs> um do you know from where in the hub Crag centers his operations. I cannot give you specifics. I believe that is where he conducts many of his operations. He's let slip as much, but I have not been out of this cell in many years, and although he may get a bit too informal with me for his particular liking, he does not give me the everything. Okay. Unless you think there's um, anything else that we should know, we should probably keep on going. You probably should. You will return for us, yes. We will. But if for some reason we can't... um, uh, the, the, her Majesty over here. She prefers to to stay in the in the cell, um, just in case someone comes by, just to yes. see. She's probably the smartest choice. So I have I have the keys here to each of your cells. Um, I know what lies beyond those walls. We would not survive in our state. Um, and so at least that you can you know barricade yourselves in and let yourselves out, uh, you know, if and when you need to, just in case, you know, we don't come back. Well, if you don't come back, well, let's just hope you come back. Yeah. Again, we might still be successful in, as a whole and still not have me able to come back, so... Well, hopefully we will be found one way or the other. Exactly. Okay. Um, it was a pleasure to meet you, Your Highness. Mm. Uh, my queen, it was a pleasure to see you again. I wish it were under better circumstances for for both of these um, meetings, but as do I. Um, all right, well, uh, I guess we should we should be carrying on. You should. Okay. Good luck. Thank you. All right. Um, we will head back out. Okay. Um, Molaris doesn't want the full plate, does she? Um, I think at this point everyone's kind of set with with what they're in. Okay. It would be it would be a decent bit of time to pull it off the body and then, and then put, put it, it on back her. on. That makes sense. 
All right. Well, there is, I think, another door leading out of this kind of uh, the the square vestibule that mm-hmm. the the cell block and the the cellar hall led into. So um, we are going to put I'm going to put my ear up to that door. Okay. See if I hear anything. All right. Well, you can roll that perception check next episode. Ooh, that went by so quickly. Oh my that's goodness. That's where we're stopping. Okay. Gosh. That's where we stop. I was not expecting the Emperor to still be alive. That's really awful. Yep. Okay. There he is. Well, uh, thank you all so much for listening. Also, thank you for sending in uh, critical hit cards, especially to our unknown, unnamed uh, uh, person uh, in this episode. You know, please reach out to us so that we can properly thank you um, and appreciate all of the other ones that have been sent in that we haven't gotten to read yet. They're just, they're seriously so much fun and they add so much to the show. Uh, If you want to get in touch with us, we are active on social media, both Twitter and Instagram, and our collective handle is at and a die podcast catch y'all next week